Hey, welcome to this edition of Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. We've got our heading into the Women's College World Series preview bonus edition today. Coach Don and I are in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio, and today's Women's College World Series preview and Super Regional Recap is sponsored by Elite Sporting Goods. Elite Sporting Goods is located at 905 Grayson Highway, Lawrenceville, Georgia. You can contact them at 678-377-0270. We really appreciate Elite's support. Uh, They are uh, capable of filling anything you need in the fast pitch world. Bats, balls, gloves, equipment, uniforms, spirit wear. Everything you need, just give them a holler. Top to bottom, right? Yep. Everything you need. So, And we appreciate their support of, of everything fast pitch. So, Don, it was a pretty exciting super regional round. Um, we did pretty good on our predictions. I think uh, um, we went uh, way out on the limb. I went way out on the limb with one choice, and uh, we had one uh, upset that, uh, as we talked last week, I'm not so sure how big of an upset you can have when the seeded teams are all playing each other, uh, but we did have one. So what we're going to do today is just work our way down the bracket. We're going to start on the left-hand side, talk a little bit about the Super Regionals, and then predict uh, who we think are going to win the first round games in Oklahoma City, and then also we're each going to pick our uh, national championship favorite, and uh, so that's going to be the uh, plan of attack for today. So uh, last weekend we had uh, in the uh, Oklahoma Regional, Oklahoma played against Northwestern. Uh, we both predicted Oklahoma is going to win, and they pretty much dominated. Not a not a run on Northwestern's yeah. end, yeah. And, uh, and I think Northwestern's a very strong team, but I think the the one thing that Wisconsin showed in the regional round that might be an Achilles heel for Oklahoma is a player that's got that really devastating change. Up and Northwestern had great pitchers, but really not the hard. Yeah, yeah, but really not the uh, the the changeup uh, specialists that Wisconsin threw at Oklahoma that really seemed to uh, mess with their uh, offense a little bit. And it's one of those crazy things when you look at how this game develops as you get further and further into the tournament and you're facing greater uh, pitching. You know, the greater pitchers are still the hard throwers, right? And it certainly yeah. seems that uh, that devastating changeup, somebody that can throw it at any count at any time is is the wild card that something they haven't seen on. quite so much through the year yeah. yeah so but so we'll have uh, oklahoma won their region our super region i'm sorry and then alabama faced a very strong test which we anticipated but uh, emerged after beating uh, texas uh in the if game that was a nice nice uh, very very competitive and uh, yeah. um, the, the craziest thing though of the uh, tournament so far was miranda ellish getting injured by her own player trying to throw a runner out at second base was one of those crazy sad things that happen sometimes uh, and on a dead ball on top of everything else so it was just kind of a sad thing to see you know, I didn't um, see it what happened yeah, um, there was a slapper up at the plate of course she got called out for being out of the box because with the That's rule being called now. this tightly yeah. um, but so the uh, catcher fielded the ball um, and uh, I guess instinctively was trying to throw to second base get a lead runner uh, get a lead runner and uh uh, the catcher uh, just uh, did not appear to really see the field in front of her, and uh, uh, Elish was standing right in the line of fire and got drilled right in the head uh, with a thrown ball. And I've seen that happen before, you know, a handful of times in my career, but never quite in that big of a uh, situation. In that big, no. Of a, was she also f- trying to field that ball, or was she close? No, no so she, she was, was still in the circle. Yeah, and basically, I think had kind of uh, probably given up on the play a little bit because I think she saw and heard the dead ball call. 
So, right. um, so uh, unfortunately, uh, they had to take her to the hospital. It ended up being uh, uh, nothing life-threatening, but uh, kept her from pitching in the what-if game, uh, the third game. And so um, Alabama was able to emerge. Uh, Texas still battled like crazy, which we would have expected. Uh, but Alabama ended up uh, defending the home field and, and winning the Super Regional and advancing. So, Scoring a lot of runs in those last two games. Definitely. And uh, so I think that, uh, Both sides. Um, that it's going to be an interesting matchup. The first-round matchup then will be Oklahoma against Alabama, uh, two teams that uh, we've spoken quite a bit about and, uh, and really have been impressed with their seasons uh, from top to bottom. Um, uh, I'm excited to see this first-round game. Unfortunately, I, I think it's uh, a reflection of some seeding that I didn't quite agree with a couple of weeks ago that this is going to be the first game of the tournament. But Oklahoma against Alabama, and I'm going to pick Oklahoma. Yeah, no, I agree, Tori. Oklahoma's just a little bit tougher, and especially with the circumstances on the other end, it's going to be and, and the home even uh, more challenging. And talk about and a home field, field advantage. Yeah. Um, you know, now this is going to be the craziest of years. Um, when you go to Oklahoma City, if Oklahoma is playing, it's a madhouse. You know, the uh, fans show up in droves. Uh, there's not an empty seat in the in the stadium. If Oklahoma's playing, somebody's going to be in in every single seat, and uh, the vast majority of them are going to be wearing Oklahoma colors. That's just a fun venue yeah. for, for everybody. So, That's good. But that leads us into the second matchup. We had Florida against Tennessee in their regional down in Gainesville. Um, again, went to the third game. Uh, Tennessee was able to win the, the middle game, and Florida came back. A very hard-fought game three. Ended up winning 2-1 to one on a walk-off. Um, Tennessee did a nice job of putting some pressure on Florida's defense, but Barnhill was pretty dominant. You take a look at the scores. Low yeah, scores. Very, very low scoring. And uh, um, you know Tennessee did do something that I, I'll be interested to see if other teams will try to take advantage of. But they uh, definitely tried to put some pressure defensively on, on Kelly and uh, doing some delayed steals and some other things to kind of make her handle the ball in, in pressure situations. And I did th- uh, think it kind of got Florida a little bit discombobulated, uh, not enough that it cost them the series, but I think it did demonstrate um, a strategy that some other teams might try to take advantage of. Um, and then that leads us to the one upset uh, down in Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Oklahoma State, which is a really scrappy team, went on the road um, and was the only of our seeded teams, or uh, only place where our higher seed, the host Top team, seeds, did not right. did not uh, emerge victorious. And Oklahoma State, again, hard fought, nail biter, um, right Low down scoring, to the wire yeah. games that uh, you know just just classic uh, fast pitch fast softball. pitch softball going yeah. at it. And Oklahoma State was able to emerge, so uh, just adds another wild card to the women's college. World Series because now instead of just Oklahoma, you also have Oklahoma State. So we'll have Oklahoma State playing Florida. Uh, that's uh, the second game. And there's another interesting twist there. Kenny Gajewski, who's the head coach at Oklahoma State, uh, was Tim Walton's assistant coach when they were winning the national championships a couple of years ago. And so um, you'll have a little bit of that uh, uh, family feud kind of uh, feeling going on. That's and very some, interesting. And, and Oklahoma State's proven to be a really scrappy, hard-nosed team and also has a lot of team speed. So I'm curious to see if they'll try to put a little bit extra pressure on on, on Barnhill defensively, maybe in some of the same ways that Tennessee did. Both their previous uh, both their previous series were very low scoring on both ends. So yeah. it's going to be a pitching, you know, pitching duel and, and uh, hopefully yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah and I, I think it will be. I'm, I'm going to pick Florida um, just because I think 
right now, um, Kelly Barnhill seems to have really put herself on a mission. Um, I think they play good defense behind her, and I don't anticipate Oklahoma State having tons of offensive success against her either. But now Oklahoma State's scrappy. I think these are going to be hard-fought games, and I think that uh, they do have a little bit of that uh, unspoken uh, confidence of knowing that uh, our coach knows your coach kind of thing. Let's just say for fun I'm going Oklahoma State. Well, and you're going to have a lot of people in the, I, I in the like stadium. It. I like the SEC, but yeah. Yep. Well, and, and I don't, uh, I don't think that's a bad choice. You know, I think that Oklahoma State's going to be on fire, um, and and again, that could create another very interesting matchup uh, on down the road. On the right hand bracket, we had Washington against Kentucky, and uh, as we predicted, you know, Washington ended up uh, um, pretty much handling Kentucky. Kentucky again played hard, scrappy. There were some, uh, you know, pretty close games, and some games that were a lot closer than you thought they were you know just one play here one play there a little bit of controversy there was a crazy play at third base uh, where a runner slid in the ball got away from the third baseman bounced off of the Washington coach and ended up getting uh, uh, rolling into the dugout so um, you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of controversy uh, but all in all Washington showed great defense and enough offense um, and uh, their, their pitching staff is deep they've got two pitchers that show totally different I was approaches say they, they didn't score a run so yeah that's got to be and, strong and uh one pitcher that's kind of rise ball alvalo's kind of rise ball up in the zone gabby plain is um down you know drop ball drop ball and, good and down in the zone and so i think uh um, that they match up really really well um and that gives them an opportunity to to really make some noise and they play great defense i talked about uh um sis Bates, the shortstop from washington last week if there's a better defensive player in the country you know it was really kind of an ironic twist because I think maybe the second best shortstop in the country is the girl who plays shortstop for Kentucky. Right. And so you had, you know, these two amazing ESPN top 10 caliber defensive players just button heads. Um, and, you know, you, you can do this, I can do that. And, you know, I got you covered here kind of thing. But it was exciting to see. But, uh, you know, I think Washington plays great defense and they're going to be a very interesting team to watch. So um, in Tucson, Arizona took care of business. They were able to eliminate Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, uh, scrappy team. Uh, again, some of the games were a little bit closer, I think, than the scores indicate. But um, on that field, Arizona's team, it, they just put a whooping on the ball. And, you know, line oh, drives, and long runs. Of runs. And, yeah. And it's kind of a, a, a very unusual combination in, in uh, a lot of ways that uh, Arizona's shortstop, Jesse Harper, is also their biggest power hitter. And now she's strong defensively, too. She made a couple of plays that were really strong. You know, she's very fundamentally solid, but uh, made this one play a high hopper, kind of charged in, kind of almost had to like flick the ball backhand, underhand, sidearm, kind of to get a runner out at first base. Just did a great job. She's done it before. Yeah. And uh, um, and Arizona's fans, it was really uh, awe-inspiring to me. You know, I've had the good fortune of coaching there a couple of times. Um, you know, I had uh, the bad fortune of you know, uh, one time playing a game against Arizona where Jenny Finch picked 
pitched, and uh, we got about as close to scoring a run. I bet um, they've got a pretty strong student base for, for spectators. And, and uh, really strong, like, community support. And now they did a total renovation of Hillebrand. Um, it is, uh, from what it looks like on TV, you know, a first-class, you know, uh, uh, top-of-the-line uh, stadium now where they've totally, you know, added all the amenities and, uh, you know, built a really nice uh, covered area so that you're, you know, protected from that uh, Arizona Arizona sun um, and they had a ton of people but uh, you could tell how excited the community was and how excited the fan base was because it's been a while since they've made it back to the College World Series. It's been seven, eight years since Arizona's been there and uh, uh, when it was getting down to the uh, to the wire and it was pretty clear that they were going to advance, you know, the uh, energy and the, the noise and the, the uh, enthusiasm from the crowd was just really awe-inspiring to me. Kind of pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. You know, you and I have uh, had the good fortune of knowing Coach Candrea for a long time and and being able to call him friends and, you know, work, work at different camps and clinics and things with him. And uh, just uh, very, very exciting to see them getting back to the College World Series. He's a great coach, and all the players love him. Yeah, he, he yeah. does a great job. Well, there, and, so. and has been such a great uh, ambassador for the game, you know, sharing his knowledge with, uh, you know, all the different instructional things that he does. The you Olympic know, experiences. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I've listened to him speak about hitting probably 25 times. And every time I walk out of there, I think I'm the stupidest person on the planet. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, you know, how, how does he see that? How does he How does he understand that? And I've always thought I was a pretty knowledgeable hitting person until sure. I listened to him. I was like, uh, okay, let's pay a little bit more attention to some of this stuff. So I'm excited uh, for him. Yeah. yeah. But so now we've got an interesting matchup because we'll have Arizona against Washington in Oklahoma City. Uh, just uh, like three weeks ago, Arizona lost three in a row, was swept by Washington in Tucson. Then turned around from that and then went on the road. Arizona went on the road to UCLA and won the series at UCLA. So I think that last couple of weeks of the regular season in the Pac-12 has really kind of made you shake your head and wonder what's going to happen here on this big stage. I'm going to go out on the uh, on, on the limb. I'm going to bet my heart and I'm going to say Arizona's going to win this game. Um, but Washington's good. I mean, they're damn good. No, I'm uh, I'm going to follow your lead on that one, Tori. So, I'm, so I'm Mike, for Coach C. Yeah, we're pulling for you and uh, hope you can keep it rolling then in the uh, last uh, matchup we had um, Georgia I'm sorry Minnesota and LSU playing up in Minneapolis uh, Minnesota uh, took care of business up there LSU played some t- strong games some tough competition uh, but Minnesota has convinced me and they should have convinced the everybody in the country they're legit um, their number one pitcher uh, Amber Pfizer uh, pitched every pitch of the super regional um, they have power up and down their line up, they score runs, they play really good defense, they are a legit team, and uh, I think that it's exciting to see that's their first ever trip to the Women's College World Series. Right. And so they'll be playing uh, the winner of that UCLA regional. Of course, I went way out on the limb and saw, thought uh, James Madison was going to pull off the, the mega magic. upset. Magic, uh, magic. And uh, for a minute there, it was one nothing. I think, like in the third or fourth inning, and I was really starting to think that James Madison might be able to win that first game. And then it was like somebody flipped the switch and UCLA showed up, and they started driving the ball and they hitting the not, ball and scoring runs. And, and they said, sorry, kid, you know, n- yeah. n- nice season, but uh, get out of here. Not this 
time. And so um, it was still, you know, it was a great uh, series. And uh, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, came away with even more respect for James Madison. And I think that's a program that's going to stay uh, on the on the national on the scene. Map. Yeah. But uh, uh, UCLA just uh, really kind of got back into the swing of things. You know, I think well, a lot of us thought three, four weeks ago, you know, a month ago, that they were going to, you know, roll through this whole tournament. And then reality's kind of uh, caught up here a little bit at the end, you know, losing that series to Arizona and then losing a game um, to Missouri in their regional. Uh, but they took care of business in the Super Regionals and uh, and really handled a very good James Madison team very easily. And so that leads us to the uh, matchup of all matchups, Minnesota in their first ever Women's College World Series against I'm, UCLA that's torn. always there. I'm torn here. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pulling for Minnesota because I would love to see them because as uh, those of you that have listened to our other preview shows, I'm dying for something off the off the off the rails to happen. I just want to see something really exciting, really fun happen, um, but I don't think it's going to happen in this game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a really really good game. Tori, but I, UCLA is going to win it. I think from the very beginning of this season's podcast, we've been talking about how competitive this entire field is going to be, and it really has proven to be true. So, like you said, uh, it'd be fun for something different and odd to happen, and uh, and they've made it possible. Minnesota's there, but I think all the newness uh, and the excitement and right. all the distractions are going to be challenging for them. Um, you know, although they've had a pretty strong year, obviously yeah. they're they're making it fun, but. Uh, I can't wait. I'm, but, I'm torn here. I, I, like you, I want them to pull it out, but I think UCLA is going to yeah. going to dominate. And, uh, they, they At least first round, that'd uh, be tough. They did a nice interview with uh, Jamie Traxel, the coach from Minnesota, um, uh, who's brand new there, and you know, took over. She had been the assistant coach at North Dakota State, where uh, you know she obviously learned strong a lot about programs. how to build yeah. a strong program. And I think she's going to do an amazing job continuing to to develop Minnesota's uh, uh, program heading into the future. I think they're going to be a national championship. Cont- tender but as you said that first time there there's a lot of distractions yeah and i think there's a lot to you know to balance out for the kids and for the coaches um but um you know i, I think minnesota's definitely proven that they are a legitimate team but you know ucla's just got you know i think frequent flyer miles to oklahoma city i don't think i mean i can't think of you know half a dozen times in the history of the event that maybe, they haven't been in it and maybe that plays to their disadvantage you know i don't know i'm i'm torn yeah well i think that's what makes it exciting though. yeah and, you know I, th- I think for teams that go there repeatedly and don't win you know there's a different kind of pressure you yeah, know you know we, we talked about you know florida state having that uh you know uh target on their back something being to prove. The national champions and still having to prove it um and, and having people give them the best game all the time you know i think for a school like ucla you know there's just no nice way to say it every year that they don't win the national championship i think they go home disappointed sure well and they got something to prove this time around and and so you know they, they've got a chance to to show the world that uh, that they're going to reestablish themselves and again if uh um, UCLA advances, then we'll have another Pac-12 showdown in round two, and we could potentially have another SEC showdown in in round two. But uh, uh, the matchups further on down the road get a little bit too hard to to predict with the double elimination bracket. So I think we're going to just stop at predicting who we think are going to win, uh, who's going to win the first round matchups. Um, I've been stumping for Oklahoma for about a month. Last week I dropped the bomb that I thought they were going to win the national championship. Uh, but I'm going to go way out on the limb. I still think Oklahoma's going to win it, but I'm going to pick Arizona. 
Wow. Just because I want to see it happen. I love it. Yeah, I would love love to see Coach Candrea, um, you know, back out there uh, um, at the at the top of the pyramid, being able to ho- hoist that trophy and and uh, to see him have another uh, uh, national championship uh, experience. But I think it's going to be hard fought. I think it's going to be amazing, um, and I think that it's really going to be a great women's college world series i think that's awesome no that would be a lot of fun for sure and uh so who are you gonna pick well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna give my my secret hope to arizona just like you said for coach kendrea for sure but uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say something a little different i'm gonna say washington yeah well i think washington's gonna just sneak right in there and have a couple of tough ones but uh but end up being the one yeah, and and I, I don't think you can go wrong picking Washington. You know, I think Oklahoma, Washington, UCLA have clearly proven down the stretch that they are really special teams. Um, but I think we have a whole field. All eight of these teams have proven that they're special. There's something you know about them this year no doubt. that makes them contenders. And and I don't think um, you can go wrong picking any one of these eight teams. And I think Florida if, with the senior year in Barnhill would be yeah, fun too. And, and that's another school that you yeah. know, when you think about it has a little bit of pressure. You know, then you've got the uh, the you know the transfer thing that we've talked about ad nauseum this year, but then let's say we end up with a Florida Minnesota matchup, right? So you've got Florida with the girl who was on Minnesota's team in November playing against each other. You know, <laughs> you, you got Oklahoma State, which is you know cashed in and, and added uh, you know Samantha Shaw, who's you know a key key player for them that came to them from uh, from uh, Texas A and M. That's a, a key contributor, and so you've got a little bit of everything. There's there's schools that are definitely loaded with transfers. They're going to make a huge impact. A little blend, a little bit of blend, and then you know, a couple of other schools that uh, uh, might have a transfer or two, but I don't think it's been quite the same uh, impactful uh, role that you've you've seen with some of these schools. No matter what, tons of excitement, and I think everybody's got to pick a few games to watch. Absolutely, yeah. no, and, and they're all on ESPN. I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day talking about the production and all the things that they do. Uh, ESPN has a team of about 160 people out there working on the Women's College World wow. Series. Um, you know, it's not that long ago. You know, I know our younger listeners real. And, and parents yeah. of, of younger players can't possibly comprehend this idea, but it used to be one game on tape delay whenever they could fit it in. And to the point where one year they changed the format of the whole College World Series because it used to be just a regular double elimination bracket. But to get the championship game on national TV, they had to agree that it was just going to be one game. So if you were undefeated and I had one loss, didn't matter. Right. Whoever won that one game was going to be the national champion because that was the only way they could get ESPN to to televise to that one game live. Bite on it. Yep. Yeah. And now ESPN loves softball. And uh, uh, there's uh, you know a lot of conversation going on right now. I saw a great article the other day. Is uh, fast pitch softball bigger than women's basketball? And I'm going to tell you flat out, there's no doubt about it. No doubt. No doubt about it. So, um, so enjoy the women's college world series and uh, you know pull for your teams. Uh, if you uh, want to let us know what your thoughts are, you can reach out to us at everythingfastpitch um, at gmail.com. If you want to out predict us, send us a prediction before the that'd game be, start. That'd be, that'd be fun. Send us a prediction before the game start Let's and then the, uh, the if, email. If, if you are correct we will definitely mention it on our next regular podcast um, and uh, and recap uh, if uh, somebody's a little bit smarter about it than coach Don and I <laughs> I love it so like what you've heard be sure to check us out on Facebook there you'll find loads of content including dozens of blogs videos
videos, news about our player of the week, and tons of chances for you to like, share, or comment on what you see. Go to facebook.com slash fastpitchprep online. Once you get there, make sure to hit that like button so all of our latest content will show up in your newsfeed automatically. We really appreciate you you listening. If you haven't already, be sure and take a second and subscribe to Everything Fast Pitch on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. That way you'll never miss an episode because it'll be downloaded right to your device each and every week. And what's more, it's free. If you've already subscribed, go ahead and leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think of the show. If there's a guest you'd like us to interview or a topic you'd like us to tackle, drop us a line at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Coach Don? We've got some fun things coming on our regular podcast, too. A lot of good uh, listener questions. Yeah, we're, we're loaded. Getting a lot of, don't good, miss. Uh, yeah, a lot of good uh, uh, input from our, from our listeners, a lot of good content. So um, good luck to all the teams. Hope everybody has a great uh, Women's College World Series. I'm going to be out there uh, trying to get some interviews and, and giving some impressions on, on what the event's like this year, but I know it's going to be exciting. Pray for good weather. Um, we definitely want to uh, hope that Mother Nature cooperates because uh, Oklahoma City every once in a while can get yeah. a little bit scary. So um, good luck to all the teams. Travel safe and uh, have a great week.